Welcome to the Back to the Good Life podcast. My name's Nikki. And my name's Mr G. And today we are going to be talking about what it means to be self-sufficient, uh, what self-sufficiency means to us, um, and a goal to be self-sufficient, and how we're trying to work towards being more self-sufficient and self-reliant in our tiny little garden and tiny little house that we have, um, and hopefully what our plans are for the future as well. So. Mr. G, what does self-sufficiency mean to you? Well, I'd like to um, believe that self-sufficiency for us would be uh, being able to provide as much as possible mm -hmm. um, of our of our own goods, so that we can we can kind of take a step back from mainstream uh, shops. I suppose be the <laughs> the right thing. It's also a quite a, an important thing, I think. It's uh, it makes you feel a little bit more independent from from the whole system of going out grocery shopping. You know, being able to pull it out of your own garden is going to be a lot nicer. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's food or or power related as well, even I think that's going to be a that's an important really thing one. along the lines. Yeah, I mean, we've just gone through a massive energy crisis, which is probably not finished yet. Um, no, I know people have suffered, and I unfortunately, I think that we're going to um, feel it a little longer than <laughs> than we have at probably. the moment. It would be nice to see if we could. I don't know what our options are here, um, just because of the angle of our route. But it would be really nice to see if we could kind of put some renewable energy sources in or at least try and be as energy not energy self-sufficient because we're never going to be energy self-sufficient here or ever i don't think but at the same score of trying to put something in where we kind of minimize the energy that we use so that we've got like backup options as Indeed, much as possible yeah yeah i mean technologies are moving on quite rapidly in that in that sort of area so mm. you never know years a few years down the line we might uh find that we're we're able to do that a lot with a lot more ease mm. than there is at the moment. So I mean, Hopefully, that's going to age well. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, we'll end up in the dark ages in a few years' time, and we'll be like, "Well, that didn't age well." <laughs> but um, I, and I'll put that question to you as well. What's your thoughts of of self sufficiency? Um. Well, I grew up watching The Good Life. Well, I. I'll reiterate that I didn't grow up watching The Good Life because it was on well before I was born. <laughs> but I grew up watching reruns of The Good Life, uh, which is why we named the channel Back to the Good Life. Yes. Because, you know, in honour of Tom and Barbara. Um, and I loved the way they took what they had and just ran with it. And they put as much as possible into being as self-reliant as possible. I think for me, self-sufficiency actually means more being self-reliant as much as you possibly can do i think we've got to be realistic there's no way that we can be fully mm. self-sufficient so no. for example like i can't make my own broadband and i really need wi-fi otherwise we wouldn't be able to reach these lovely people exactly we wouldn't be able to do this every every week that we're enjoying so much um but so there's some realistic things but then there's that kind of thing of, okay, so I know that I can't make my own Wi-Fi or make my own broadband. So I've got to be able to make the money to pay for that. 
how am I going to make the money to pay for it? Well, I could go out to work and and have a job, like I've got at the moment, like we've both got at the moment, or I could find a way of working for myself. So I'm then reliant on myself to pay the thing that I can't actually deal with. Yes. That's kind of how I think about it. And it's like, I think it's all in there. So it's things like, we look at our shopping bill at the moment and we think, right, okay, so we've got, we get three pints of milk a week. Okay, is there any way that we could do that ourselves? Or here, no. No. But if we moved to somewhere with some more land and more space, then we could possibly think about looking at rearing goats. Or so I don't. I think a cow might be a little bit more tricky. I don't know anything about cows at all, which is they are, my own bad. They are quite a big beast. Rather large and really cute as well. But that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but we could, have, like you know, raise our own goats and hopefully have then goat milk. And that's one thing that we could be slightly more self reliant. Of course, how do you house the goat, feed the goat, that kind of thing? Something it's almost like when you solve one problem, another three problems come come in Which its way. We, then, we can then focus on those at those at that point in time. I mean, it's uh, definitely going to be a, a bit of a challenge. Oh, definitely, yeah. As, as you say, there's no way of being able to wipe out needs of just needs that we we can't physically. Uh, overcome ourselves mm. um, so there's always going to be a sense of being slightly reliant on on the external but as I say if we can we can make it as minimal as possible yeah definitely it's also a case of a case of looking at pretty much everything you do and going right how can I do that myself how can I make it myself can I make it myself like you know, well, we talk about our food, like the food that we eat, we rarely ever eat processed stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, we, don't, we eat cheese, but we don't eat like rubbish cheese. We, don't, we eat very nice cheese, but but it's not kind of like we're not reliant on jarred sauces or microwave meals and things like that. So knowing how to cook a meal for yourself, that's a form of self-reliance. Yeah, you might not have been able to grow all the vegetables or, you know, raise the animals and everything that we're eating, but knowing how to put it together into something that's edible and tasty and maybe even medicinal, because that's another side of being self-sufficient. Yes, indeed, indeed. It, it hopefully is going to make a big difference. And I think something like that we can do here. It's a small step to, to the bigger picture anyway, isn't it? One small step for man and woman. <laughs> One smaller step into the garden. Our, our, our garden is a small <laughs> step, to be honest. There's only a few small steps and then you're out of the garden. So it's only a bit diddy. But no, no, it's good. So when it comes to, for example, our garden and hopefully our future garden, what crops and things like that do you think that we should focus on trying to be self-sufficient in? Because I think possibly we're never going to be self-sufficient in all of the vegetables that we eat. No, no, no. But if we could try and be as self-sufficient as possible in one of them. Well, I think if we can get ourselves um, crops that are a lot quicker in growth, I mean, all climate dependent as well. I mean, you get too much rain, you're going to end up with massive issues of... And where we want to move to, there's going to be a lot of uh, rain. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, fast-growing crops, I think, is probably a good idea. 
because it means that we're going to have a higher turnover and um, it means that we're able to to keep being as self-sufficient as possible mm-hmm. because otherwise we will be waiting for, for crops that are just going potatoes are mm-hmm. quite a, quite a quick turnover if you plant them properly uh, just as an example really do you want to aim to be self-sufficient in potatoes we go through quite a bit we do go through quite a bit I like potatoes I'd like us to aim to be self-sufficient in peas there is a problem with that though that means that you will be self-sufficient in peas <laughs> not me darling <laughs> well no the problem is I'm we're gonna actually have to plan for them to come off of the plant and into something that isn't my belly because normally they just come straight off the plant into my belly. I so. don't think I saw one pea last year. You saw them, you just didn't eat them. Well. I did give you the option. <laughs> <laughs> I ate them all and I liked them. <laughs> but no, but in all honesty, they're quite a fast, once they get going, they're quite a fast crop. They are, yeah. And I'm trying to do succession planting this year. So there's like 200 and something pea plants I'm planning to plant like throughout the year. So hopefully try and keep, keep the, the rotation going. going, yes. I don't think it's going to work, but still, we, we can hope. a lot of peas. I really like peas. Any excuse. <laughs> but, but it'd be like garlic. Like we're going, The first time ever we're growing garlic at the moment. And I said to you the other day when I put out the garlic, and I said, we've got all this garlic grown, but that's probably about a week's worth of garlic for us. It is, yeah. Well, and... I mean, how long does it grow? Uh, take to grow? I'm, I'm not sure a really on that. Long crop on that one, apparently. So we might have some by the end of the summer. I don't know. I'm hoping by the end of spring because they've been in since late October, mid to late October. Mm. So hopefully, I don't know that. I've never grown garlic, so it's all a bit of a mystery to me. I know you can get some weird and wonderful, uh, wonderful varieties. I think we just start with what we managed to buy in Wilco's to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> if we manage to do it better, then we can uh, give it a try. But, yeah, I think probably stick to what's easier it's, to begin with. It'd be nice to um, try and get some cabbages actually growing properly this year as well. Yeah. Those but again, they were quite a long turnover, so mm. we're that wouldn't be quite as... As fruitful, it's a, a, the long game. Yeah, I think that's the problem in some ways. In in with like planning for fruits and vegetables, is the fact that some of them have such long growing periods that because we've got a tiny space, it's really about planning rotations around. Yes. So like, if you've got a bigger space, you can dedicate like one bed to like parsnips, for example, that take like forever to grow. Yeah, here, like that tiny space that I've got reserved for parsnips might only be free for a few months. And it's that case of like trying to organise around the timing, like how long does that take to grow? And where can I put it that I can leave it there to grow? Yeah, well, again, your planning's pretty good, to be honest. (laughs) It's uh, Sounds like a job for a spreadsheet, doesn't it? You and your spreadsheets. Love them, absolutely love spreadsheets. So what sort of projects do we have in the pipeline for this coming year that will um, help us with our self-sufficiency? That's a really good question. I was thinking, now this is completely, had no real planning to it whatsoever. I don't know how we're going to do it. I was thinking of some kind of watering system. 
around the back of the beds. I don't know if it's going to be possible because let's face it, we do get a lot of rain, but it also seems to be the one week where we managed to disappear off for a few days where we have a drought and then it kills all the plants. It kills, yeah. So I don't know how possible possible it would be to get some kind of watering system. It's worth investigating. I think um, I'll have to look at some gadgets. It's um, going to be I, I think we could probably do that. Mm. We've got the rainwater harvesting systems. We've got well, as much as we can. We've got the two water butts together and they we can put another one out the front. Collecting all the time. Because that's already got a it's pipe quite hanging a, off of it's it. It's quite a good idea. Mm. Although we do have to unhook that one regularly because it overflows. <laughs> well, hopefully during the summer, if we have decent weather <laughs> this year. I mean, we ended up with about a week's worth last year, didn't we? Of, of good pretty weather. good weather. Yeah. Yet the year before, it was like... The spring was our summer. weather for ever. It was lovely. 20, 30 odd degrees, I think. Oh, it was lovely. I remember sitting in the garden at the end of April with like a glass of apple juice and a sandwich. Just, I mean, obviously working very hard for whoever I was working for at the time. Um, but sitting in the garden, just completely enjoying it. I was like, this is the way to go. I think it's then that I decided I never want to work in an office ever again. Ever. <laughs> I think a lot of people have gone that way now. Oh, uh, yeah. That's another... Actually, thinking about that, that's another way that we're moving towards self-sufficiency. I mean, it's diff different with your job because it's a bit tricky to take your job home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Manual Labour over there. Um, but, you know, my job that I can do from a laptop wherever I am, kind of, there's just no reason for me to go in the office. And there's also no reason for me to work for just one person or one company. Yeah. So it's that not being, almost it's being almost a sense of freedom. Well, yeah, it is really freeing. It's also hard work because it also means that sometimes, like, you know, I'll be working on a Sunday, which is not great fun, but at least I can budget in that time. But it's almost like in being self-sufficient or self-reliant, I'm being, I'm not being reliant on one other person or one other company like I used to be when yeah. I worked for the charity that shall not be named. Um, we having all your income coming from one place and then going through the mental health crisis that they put me in it was a wake-up call in that fact of like hang on a minute i'm reliant on them for my income which is the biggest thing in you know which is obviously i can't do much without we all income. need our bread and butter don't we well exactly but now because i've got different clients and i work for different people if one of my clients decides to disappear off yeah, it's a nightmare, but it's not nearly as bad as if one charity decides they don't want me working for them anymore. So what projects are you thinking about doing this year, or would you like to give a go? Well, as we, we've previously said, we need a, a, a little bit of a source out in our, our tiny garden. Uh, I think going back to... Um, I think it was our previous podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to to get ourselves a bit of a hard standing. So whether that be reslabbing or get rid of that deck concrete then. formers, I don't, I'm not quite yeah. sure where we, where <coughs> I'm going to go with that yet. But um, yes, so that's a a spring summer sort of job 
in uh, that's a big job <laughs> it'll be interesting it's going to be a learning curve that's for sure yeah definitely there's going to be well i've never done anything like that before so have you no 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 this is going to be my well, first we time really we're going to be learning together <laughs> then, aren't in we? the deep end it's oh all right gosh. we'll be fine though we'll be all right yeah we'll be all right we'll make it look pretty out there <laughs> <laughs> so you can have your sofa my outdoor sofa. We haven't got room for a hot tub. I'd love a hot tub. I mean, although the fact that they are completely not eco-friendly. No, not at all. They're not. But I really want one. <laughs> We're not. You have get a one small room. pond. That might work well as a hot tub for you. It's missing the hot bit. <laughs> <laughs> the hot tub. <laughs> it's just cold at the moment. It's actually really cold. I actually stood the um, the fountain bit up the other day. It had fallen over. And my hand was literally in the pond water for about a minute trying to get this fountain thing out. It was so cold. I had to come in and put it on a radiator. So cold. You'll get yourself chill plates. Yeah, it was, no. It was always told that as a child. I don't even think I know what they are. I was told the same thing. Like, don't put your feet in front of the fire because you'll get chill brains. I'm like, I don't actually know what they are, even as an adult. <laughs> Do you think we're going to tell our kids that and still not know who they, what it is? Might as well carry on the tradition. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> so, what about future projects? Well, what would you like to achieve in the future? That's a massive question. That is a massive question. <laughs> I'm not quite prepared for that. <laughs> so, um, our future, well, future project for for me, I'm, I'm not bloody sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would kind of like in the future, uh, no matter how far that is, I really want us to have a space with a little bit more land so that we can actually invest time and space into growing as many vegetables and fruits as we possibly can do. Hopefully we've improved our grabbing skills by then as well because they leave a lot to be desired at the moment and maybe get some animals like chickens and goats, those kind of things. That would be my absolute ideal. And again, that's a big future project that is a big future project that's what dreams are about though it is it is and i'm, I'm glad that we're a, able to um, aim for the same goal as well that that's, that does make it a bit easier if you were aiming for a job in a city we'd, we'd be on different paths <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I quite like that i mean that it's gonna it will be a lot of work mm -hmm. and hopefully that does bring us more to our self-sufficient goal it'll make us a little bit less reliant on on external uh, uh, forces and just mm. be able to bring our own so something that's always also interested me about thinking about future projects is thinking about doing like bartering i know that's everyone says doing bartering but think about you know you you have chickens and eggs and I can trade them for something I've grown or something I've made and and I see this with loads of people that make things like the more artisan stuff like the really nice breads or the fruit leather or greens powder like we're really good at making and using that as kind of a bartering tool so that would be something that would be really nice I don't even know how we'd start it probably need to start talking to our neighbours although you're good at that I'm not very uh, yeah <laughs> you've got the gift of the gab that's why I wouldn't say the gab just friendly and like talking to everybody ah oh, that's because you're a <laughs> no it's good that's what kind of lifestyle that i'm kind of hoping for 
Pretty good. It's it's an achievable goal. Yes, it's definitely a goal. <laughs> uh, I hope it's achievable. We we're certainly going to work work towards it. But uh, but yeah. So we've we've got to look at the advantages of of producing our own food as well. It's a uh, it's going to be. We know what we're putting into it. Mm -hmm. And. That's a big one. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to knowing that it is just the water that we we collect from our our rain uh, collection system. Ah, and we can filter it and do rainwater harvesting and drink filtered water. Now that's interesting. I'm not quite sure that how. Um, it's easy enough to do. You how just we need filter? A really big container, and then you send it through all the water filters. Right. So that I think they call it a reverse osmosis one. I think it is that takes out all of the nasty particles. There's a there's a thing that lives in water. It's called cryptosporidium. It's got to be one of my favourite words in the English language. Cryptosporidium. What a word. I but think that you should try thing. and get that into in into <laughs> quite a few conversations. <laughs> so, hi, how are you? How's your cryptosporidium today? <laughs> there's a few other things, obviously, in water that like in dirty water that you shouldn't drink, but when I was doing some work for that the company that was doing water filters, I was like, that's a brilliant word. I'm gonna I really like that word. <laughs> but either way, you don't put it in your water. But no, you send it through the filters. I think like you can use like UV lamps to kill things and then I think it's after that you use the reverse of motis one to take it out. Just to filter the rest of it yeah. through and I need to do some actual reading about it because it was a it was a while ago I worked for the water filter place, so I didn't take that much notice of it. But but now I'm thinking actually that would have been a really interesting thing to learn about. Yeah, well, considering but. our our wants and how we want to move forward with mm. our little garden and potentially the thing is you can do bigger. it on a smaller scale with something like the Berkey that stands on the work surface, and then you just fill it up and then it filters and you drink it out of there. I mean, even our tiny little Sawyer mini filters will do it, but. It's going to be a bit of a pain filtering a whole bath full of soya mini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. That's um, not going to be hot either. Cold bath. <laughs> no, I've got cold baths. I, don't, I can't do. Can't be doing any cold baths. Cool. So, just to finish up, do you think that our goals for self-sufficiency and self-reliance are actually possible. I think that we're gonna have a little bit of a struggle with it to begin with. Mm -hmm. But um, on the main part, I think that we've, it's an achievable goal, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's it's not something out of our capability and our reach. We've, we're gonna have to put a lot of hard work into it. I think hard work is probably gonna be our buzzword for the it's, next it's definitely 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> And beyond, the kids are going to have hard work as well. Whatever kids we do have, well, <laughs> we'll we'll set them out at a young age. Yeah, yeah, child labour will be fine. No worries. <laughs> They'll be small enough to you know, crawl under the vegetable things and pick all the beans at that age. Be great. Yeah, that's a good idea. See, using, yeah. using them well. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note of <laughs> future plans for our children, <laughs> using them in the garden, um, shall we wrap up for this week? Yes. Yep. Yeah, cool.
Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. I've been Nikki. And I'm Mr. G. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye for now. <laughs>